How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. I feel like I, I turned on the enthusiasm and you didn't follow suit. Oh, yeah. I felt like you turned on the enthusiasm and I became less enthusiastic. Yeah. I think I was doing better before we started. I know. Like, you, were, you, were sounding, you were sounding normal. And then as soon as we started, you're like, hey. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. I mean, <laughs> hey, this is how it is. Sometimes we're real. We're raw. We're here. We're yeah. we're depressed. <laughs> well, we're also recording a little late and later well, I, later in the day, which is strange. I don't. I like this is five. It's, it's like five twenty three right now. This is the time of day where usually my brain just completely shuts off. My brain is off now. I don't know what's happening. I don't know who's what, what's where. I'm done. I'm toast. I'm over it. Yeah. Well, we can get I mean, through this. I'm not over the podcast. I'm just over the day. Like I want to sure. go to bed. You like, had you had, you had a long you had a long day. Yeah. Every day is long. Every day is 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but we are both also, because of the late hour, we are both enjoying a glass of wine. I know we are. And I was, I opened my zoom to your beautiful face, sucking down a sweet pink rosé. I timed it. So I would be mid sip when you got the image of me. It was um, perfect. Yeah. I, and, yeah. Uh, so I'm drinking one of my favorite rosés. It is uh, called the meadow. And it's from California. I wish I had the bottle in front of me, but I don't know any more details. All I know is you can get it at Silver Lake Wines, which is where I get all my wine. Well, I used to get all my wine from Silver Lake Wine, but then I had a personal financial crisis. And now I either get it from Ralph's or the liquor store. So I'm drinking a Sauvignon Blanc from Ralph's that cost $10. And it was made by a man or woman, unclear, named Kim Crawford. Probably Kim Crawford. I think Kim Crawford was the company that really brought 
New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc to the United States. Like became it became ubiquitous because of Kim Crawford, I believe. Well, I'm always glad to be part of the problem. <laughs> no, it's a class. I mean, I think it's and getting it for ten dollars, that's actually a pretty good deal. I feel like usually it's a you know, a 12, 13, 14. It might have been twelve. It might have been twelve. It might have been twelve. And it's true what they say, like, you know something Marissa Ross always says is like, if you're going to spend 10 or 12 bucks at the liquor store or at the supermarket, just go to a place and get it. You can get a 10 or $12 bottle at a nice wine shop. Exactly. Cause Silver Lake wine. And this, this one honestly is more, I, I bought this because I was going away and wanted to share this bottle with my family. And then we just didn't drink all of it. So I usually, I definitely like never buy a, you know, 20, I think this was like 21 or $22 bottle of wine just to have at home. So this is a special, special treat. Um, I mean, I would, I just like, haven't been doing that really recently also because usually if I order from silver, like wine, I don't like, I don't just like go and get a bottle. I've been like, ordering like i get like six bottles yeah i like stock up for the month at least um but you can at any good wine store you there's always at least like one or two bottles that are in the 10 to 12 dollar range yeah for sure but it's also like an extra trip like i just wasn't gonna do it like i'm gonna drive out to silver lake and i'm not gonna like have them deliver to my house right now i'm not blaming you aggie i'm not chastising you you don't have to make excuses to me i know i know the deal i don't if you say so. Uh, well, what has been going? Well, oh, I got back. I was gone and I went to a goop, uh, goop approved part of the country. You did, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So as all of you listeners probably know, um, goop uh, recommended a little town up the California coast called Cambria. It is believe i'm right now i thought it was cambria and i got um corrected by some very friendly fans of the podcast wow and it's a i believe it's it's a long a it's cambria like cambridge okay um but the town that my family stayed in was 15 miles down the coast from cambria in an even smaller more off the radar Raider. I, I would argue cooler and trendier town called Cayucas. Do you and always say Raider? What did I say? Raider. You said I it's off Raider. Uh, did I say Raider? Yeah. Oh, no, I do not. I don't think I always say that. I, I meant to say Radar, obviously. <laughs> well, because you said it, and then I was like, Raider, and then you just kept going. And I was like, wait, he doesn't think that's weird. That is extremely weird. My Maybe my brain is more scrambled than I thought. I don't I, know. Sorry to make such a big no, deal. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I mean, I do listen back to this podcast sometimes and think, oh, my God, I can't believe I mangled this or that. And I, now, like, after doing a podcast, I never – I try to be really generous and forgiving when – I hear other people misspeak on podcasts because guys, we're not stupid. It just happens. And if I say Raider, <laughs> like the formerly Oakland football team, yeah. uh, I don't mean it. I mean, well, remember last week there was like a thing that we thought I said, but we like, couldn't remember. Like you said, Oh, you said this. And I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> and then we like, we're like, Oh, we're going to have to listen to this. 
Yeah, I, I, I was right. You were wrong on that one. What did I say? We we were talking about a, a watermelon margarita that uh, Goop had a recipe for on Instagram. And, and you said mango, yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't. I said watermelon. But no, like, you said mango. Wow. So we all make mistakes. None of us is perfect. No. Um. But anyway, to to the to the Goop editorial board to G spotting. I don't think G spotting still exists, but whoever the travel people are, I think you missed an opportunity to talk about Cayucas when you talked about Cambria because I spent a day in Cambria specifically because Goop said to, mm-hmm. and it was a little it was a little disappointing compared to Cayucas. Really. First of all, Cambria is not on the beach. It's inland. No. And it's, they, Goop says that it's like an under the radar, radar place. But this, when we went, it was full of tourists. Well, because it was in Goop. and Well, no, it, these were not Goop tourists. So if you look on a map of California, Cambria is exactly the same latitude as a little town further inland that I like to call Bakersfield. Okay. And let me just say that that's I there's like a direct route I think from Bakersfield to Cambria and that, that those were the those those were the the that was the milieu that that we saw while we were in Cambria. Um we saw people who looked like they were from Bakersfield. Yeah, it was like like weekend weekenders from Bakersfield. That's the vibe that I got. Okay. Um, but it's cute. It was, you know, there's like a lot of antique stores, restaurants, blah, 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 but it's hot. It's not, you know, it's on the coast. Uh, Cayucas is gorgeous, tiny little town. The downtown is like 10 blocks. Um, there's like, I feel like there's like a Trump side of town and a goop side of town. That hmm. is a very clear I delineation. Be a little part where they might meet in the middle yeah i know it was actually inspiring um that uh, it seemed like uh, people from all sorts of political persuasions were living together in harmony uh there was a seafood a great seafood restaurant on either side of the town um the the trump restaurant was called the sea shanty and the goop restaurant was called schooners really both really good um, and then we went to, of course, we went to Hidden Kitchen, which is the restaurant that has branches in both Cambria and Cayucas, uh, that does these blue corn waffles. And this was very, I mean, this was the one spot that you're like, oh, this is definitely like gentrification gone amok in this town. Uh, is it gentrification if it's like a tourist, tourist town, like going, is that gentrification? That's a, that's a really good question. I mean, the other thing... Cayuca, I mean, there there were tourists there, but it really didn't seem very touristy. Like, I felt like our family stuck out in the sense that, like, when we went out to dinner, everyone was like, oh, this is a family from out of town. Whereas, like, most people, at least at, like, the dinner restaurants, because there's nothing to do at night. There's no light, nightlife. So I think, it, especially dinner time, there's, like, not a lot of tourists. Um, But... Yeah, the hidden hidden kitchen seemed I don't know gentrification is the right word, but it seemed like a new place where it was like people from people with outside ideas about kombucha and cold brew coffee and things and uh unisex bathrooms. This was definitely the only unisex bathroom in town was a hidden kitchen. Mm. Um but it was all great. Uh 
there's a place called Cayucas Sausage Company that made their own sausages, which was fantastic. Um, there was a place called Ruddles Smokehouse, which did all these smoked fish sandwiches and tacos, which was fantastic. And it was gorgeous. It was right on the beach. Uh, a little foggy in the morning, not hot during the day. Um, so I think next time Goop goes up the coast, stop when you get to Cayucas and don't go any further. Don't don't yeah. go the further 15 miles up to Cayucas. No need to book it towards Bakersfield no. and then stop 15 minutes or 15 miles later once you realize what you've done. Just stay yeah. there. Stay and you're, you're close. You're close to you know Paso Robles. We went one day. We went did some wine tasting. Um, oh, and that's the other thing. Literally, no one is wearing masks. It's heaven. <laughs> Well, I feel like people aren't really wearing masks anywhere anymore. I don't know. Like I got back yesterday. I to I had to get groceries. So this morning I went both to Trader Joe's and to the farmer's market. Uh, in Trader Joe's, it was me and one other brave lady were unmasked. Everyone else was wearing masks. Yeah. Um, farmer's market, because it was outside. It was funny. Like most of the actual vendors, like the farmers were not wearing masks, but in Atwater Village, like 90% of the customers still were wearing masks. The farmer's market in my neighborhood, that's like by the train. Oh, yeah. They, I drove by there the other day and they still had everybody like lined up six feet apart, all wearing masks. And like you couldn't go through until like it was like space, whatever. What's it called? What's it called? Space, six feet of space. Yeah. Uh, so distanced and everything. Socially distanced. So weird. <laughs> Interesting. Why are they still doing this? Also, like a lot of places in my neighborhood, I guess I spoke a little bit too soon. There's like a coffee shop down the the street from me where they still, everyone inside is masked and they are not doing any indoor seating or anything. Yeah. Um, There's, I mean, it's like, I think everyone should do what they feel comfortable with. Uh, especially it's a small enclosed place. I totally understand, especially, you know, kids can't get vaccinated yet. It's still, it's not over. There's the Delta variant, blah, blah, blah. So like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not like judging anyone or like angry at people, but I think for, for my own personal comfort, I feel okay. Not wearing a mask and, you know, watch. All and I like went out tomorrow. last night, which That's was great. a wild for me. I went to dinner, which I've been to dinner, you know, a couple of times. And then I went to a bar mm. and sat inside. That's great. But I had said, I mean, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I also sat inside. I went to Marouche the other week, which I'd been wanting to try for a really long time. It's that like Lebanese place that Jonathan Gold loved. Was it good? It was so fucking good. But we sat inside there. Last night I went to La Pergolata, which is this like Italian place in Los Feliz that everybody likes. And then we went to where else? Covell. Oh, Covell, is- where the very first time I had the Meadow Rose was at Bar Covell. Yeah, I'm sure they, they, I remember they were like kind of pushing it there for a little while. Um, but I just had like a Beaujolais. Was and there a line to get in? It was like completely empty. It was a ghost. Oh, really? I mean, it wasn't, no, that's not exactly true. There were people there, but it was not anywhere close to packed. It was like very easy to get a seat. There were like empty tables and chairs, like 
it was weird. I didn't understand it. I was like, is everybody scared? I thought there might be a line. Yeah. Cause I walked, um, I just like took a walk this afternoon in my neighborhood and the little sort of divey bar a few blocks from me, uh, at two in the afternoon, there was like a line to get in. I had also been to Tabula Rasa, the other wine bar that's close to me. That's like right down the street from my house. Yeah. Um, so I guess I've like been to a lot of places, but every time it still feels like a revelation or like some special thing, yeah, but yeah. we went to Tabula Rasa and like ended up sitting outside just kind of because it was nice. Um, but we like ordered inside and everything. And that one was also pretty easy to get into. Um, but we did. So last night I had dinner with my friend and we almost went to the drawing room because we, we were like right it's like in the same mini mall yeah like almost went after it was closed so we went across the street to be rustic and that looked like there was like a huge line and we were like we don't want to be at you rustic like let's go someplace else and covell was like so nice that sounds yeah i i still i never i mean i'm glad that people are enjoying themselves and going out i still don't want to not because of COVID, just because of my own like personal space issues. I don't want to go to like a packed bar on a Friday or Saturday night. I it just doesn't sound fun. No, I mean, it's just that like, I'm different now. Like I'm yeah. de-socialized. I don't really know how to be in public. I don't really know how to go to a restaurant. I feel weird all the time. But it's funny. I still am, even though I know that I won't enjoy it, I still am getting like FOMO when I see people that are like, that like went out dancing and they're like, I had to wait for an hour to go into this like club downtown. And it's like, of course there's no way on earth that I would want to do that. And yet I still am like, I, I don't know. I still feel like left out. Yeah, I get it. I do too. I mean, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't deal with it. It was like these packed spaces are just like, I like, things at half capacity i like everybody staying home a little bit more i mean i think we should keep this up everybody stay home more every place be at half capacity all the time i mean half capacity is a dream for customers it just like you can't obviously make money as a business at half capacity uh but and then i'm just worried i again i don't really want to go to a big party on fourth of july but i'm just like can someone invite me to one please yeah, I know. I feel like such a loser. I feel Ugh. like I don't know anybody anymore. Like I'm coming out on the other side of COVID and I'm like. I know. Everyone like, forgot about me. Yeah. Me too. I'm just going to go. Well, we'll have to have our own 4th of July party, I guess. Our own damn 4th of July party. Let him go to hell. Exactly. <laughs> the uh, first annual goop yourself 4th of July party. So sad. Two people. It's like at my dad's house. Hey, great. Um, goop news. There was a little Michigas up in the Bay Area about goop. Um, okay. That I got wind of from my sister, who is, um, you know, an East Bay resident, and I guess the the official goop yourself Bay Area correspondent. Yes. But she uh, texted me an article from. SF Gate, San Francisco, it's like the San Francisco Weekly magazine, freaking out about Goop's new San Francisco guide. 
because apparently they just made like I already am irritated by this go on it's it's boring I I mean it's one of these you know it's one of these classic oh you know the vagina egg peddler herself like doesn't appreciate our fair city blah 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 so in that sense it's like pretty standard but they do talk about like the actual copy that the goop people wrote and it and it is like incomprehensible so in that sense when was this come out this i think this i couldn't find it on the news like any of the newsletters but it like apparently just came out this past week um they they link to it on the instagram i really do think the newsletters in and of themselves are just like on their way out like i don't think that newsletters like don't even exist i mean it's like the newsletter this week was like not it was just all stuff from like last week it was so weird yeah i think i think we cannot going forward we sort of can't even like use the newsletters as our primary way to get goop information anymore um i think it's like instagram and the website i don't even know tiktok who knows but this article like so it says um i'll just read a few sentences of of their introduction to the 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 san francisco guide um san francisco is a rare gem that by virtue of its topography encourages you to experience the city from the outside in Public murals, hidden stairways, breathtaking vistas, and out-of-nowhere pop-ups in beer gardens you've never heard of propel you across bridges, over hills, and down steep trails. So the person is like, well, how could a pop-up propel you across a bridge? <laughs> like the, I think it's just like a little bit of a grammar, grammar cop, but it was sort of funny. And... Um, I think the idea is like you are propelling yourself, but like as you do it, you stop at a beer garden or something and then like, get up yeah. and it's like you'll walk somewhere and then you get up and like walk somewhere else. But yeah, no, I think, you know, I got the, the gist. Um, and then of course they complain that like half of the recommendations for San Francisco aren't in San Francisco. They're in like wine country. They talk about Cambria, which is, you know, 250 miles from San Francisco. Um, They call Oakland a sleepy suburb, which is really funny. Huh? That's insane. It is really funny. I mean, that's wild. So like, I think, I mean, I agree that like these, the, you know, these articles, we've read a million of them, like bitching about Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. And this one is like sort of in that category of like, you just need to, you know, find something to talk about. But if you, re- if you do like a close reading of the San Francisco guide, it is like completely batshit. Yeah, I'm sure. And like San Francisco is like not the type of place that like really wants, like people from San Francisco, like don't want it to be like, well, they either like are, they either do because like they make money from it. Or, yeah. or they just are like, how dare you like write about like my beautiful like city or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I love San Francisco dearly. It's like my hometown, but it it is sort of I've it's like the Boston of the West in the sense yeah. that like they have like little brother syndrome. Well, it's so yeah. The funny thing to me is like I don't really have an opinion about San Francisco other than like my great aunt used to live there, and like I think it's cold. But I feel like people from San Francisco like have this like burning hatred towards LA and people oh, totally. play, like literally never think about San Francisco unless like it comes up. Yeah. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're indoctrinated from a young age to think, I mean, even more so than growing up any other place, I think 
to think LA is like completely vapid and like disgusting and like no, like no right-minded person would ever live there when you could live in San Francisco. And like, you do also grow up I don't know. You're just like, well, San Francisco is, is the most beautiful place on earth. And there's no, there's no question. Like you're just, you just know that you, there's an air of superiority. Um, yeah, I definitely get that. I mean, I've met people from San Francisco, like in Chicago, when I used to live in Chicago and I'd be like, I'm from California. And I'd be like, Oh, me too. I'm from LA. And they'd be like, that's not California. Like that's a fucking cesspool. Like yeah. they were really cruel and mean. <laughs> like I don't really get it, but it's like, if it, if, whatever <laughs> it's it is it is very strange but i i feel like people like when i lived in chicago i feel like they had this inferiority complex where like they never understood why they weren't like as big of a deal as new york like and mm. they'd be like you have all the same stuff and it'd be like i don't know what to tell you like you just it's not new york like it's chicago like i don't know like it's just not as big of a city i who cares like it's just yeah. not as big of a fucking city like if you want to live in a bigger city move there what do you want why why do you care i mean it is weird la i do think out of i mean i haven't lived in that many places but like it seems to have the healthiest view of their own city of like understanding the virtues and the drawbacks whereas like both san francisco and new york i feel like are so and maybe chicago too are so like touchy if you like say anything is like wrong with their city oh, you literally can't say anything bad about chicago and chicago like they'll yeah. someone beat you up if you say like that you don't like it there or something and people who like leave chicago like have this just like I mean, they just, they fucking love it. And it's like, great, like yeah. good. I a, they're all great cities. I mean, it's a magic, it's a magical world we live in. With a, I mean, they're all fine. And also it's like, I just, I mean, I guess like have some sort of like civic pride. Sure. But when it comes to the point that you have like a rivalry or like you decide, like you hate people that are from this other city or like everyone from this other city is like a piece of shit or whatever. It's like, well, I don't know. Like, do you feel that way about like, what, what if you like zoom that out a little bit and had that same opinion about like the country you yeah. are from and like, what would that say about you then? And it, or just it, like your neighborhood or like, and the people who live in it, like how, like you're basically like a nationalist, but yeah. of your city, like a, a small time nationalist. And, you're and a Nazi. It, might, it might be, it might be different now, but like, yeah, when I was a kid, you were taught that like, if you lived in LA, it was a moral failing. Yeah, it's so, I mean, and it translates because like, I was always, I was like really surprised when people would get like, be like really mean to me. And we wouldn't even be in California, we'd be in like Chicago and people would just be like, really mean if they found out I was from LA. But that happened, that happened from people from Chicago too. But mm -hmm. people, like people from Chicago would just more be like, Oh, California in general mm -hmm. is at all. And then people from like the whatever, like San Francisco area would be like, oh, people from LA are all assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, you're kind of the one acting like an asshole, but okay. Yeah, uh, tough, tough lessons. Tough, tough things to hear from a native Bay Area kid, but I believe it's true. But you're not from San Francisco. No, I'm from the East Bay. Yeah. But like, it's the same thing. You just, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm sure actually there are, I'm sure people from, yeah, from the city definitely probably look down on, uh, people from the East Bay, but it's still like the Bay area, I think has, you know, its own, its own aura or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, whatever. And it's nice. It's got a it's got a Alcatraz. I don't know. It's got, a, yeah, it's got, a, got a closed prison on an island in the middle. Uh, so I married an axe murderer set there. Oh, sure. Yeah. The only, the only movie set in San Francisco. So I married an axe murderer. Well, no, there are others, but that might be the most, the one I watched most recently. Okay. Um, maybe Vertigo heard of it. Actually, you know what? I did just recently watch that too. And I was like, Oh, I forgot this was set here. Uh, all right. Enough, enough city talk. Okay. Um, oh, I saw this on the daily mail. Gwyneth and Brad are constructing their dream house in Montecito. It's don't they have a dream house in Montecito? It's not. It's not as cool as their new dream house. Apparently, um, this is going to be new construction. Supposedly, it's eco-friendly, even though it's fourteen thousand square feet, which I think is like the most eco-friendly thing to do. Like, just not build a new house. Exactly. Live in a fucking hovel like the rest of us. If you want to be eco-friendly. Fucking bitch. Sorry. I'm just letting everybody have it today. <laughs> you know, I'm the number one person to not call Gwyneth a bitch and I love her. I know. Uh, but yeah, they were, they were, they were bopping around Montecito and uh, I guess a car splashed water on Gwyneth and the paparazzi. Oh, those pictures. Yeah. I got mad about, I was indignant about those, of course. <laughs> Wait, what were you, what were you indignant about? I thought it was ridiculous how people were like, Gwyneth Paltrow got water splashed on her from a passing car and she was upset about it. What a bitch. Like, have you ever been on the street and a car drove by and splashed water? From it's water disgusting. You? Yeah. you would also be like, ugh, gross. Like, you, like, it's just water, you silly prostitute. Fuck you. Like, what are they saying? Like, shut up, everybody. Like, what? Like, it's just, what is it? It's just water. It's not just water. It's gutter water that was splashed on you from the street while you're just walking. That's like, I feel like that's, isn't that in the opening credits of Sex in the City? I believe so. I haven't seen an episode of that show in 20 years, but I think so. Classic, like. Oh yeah. Rom-com, heroin. I think it happens in Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. Like that's like, if that happens to you, it's like a bird shitting on you. It's like, it's like you're having a shitty day. It sucks. Like nobody likes that. And so for someone to be like, ugh, and just like be making like a face of displeasure, what she expressed displeasure because something bad happened to her and you saw a picture of it. And so now what, what is, what is the point? What is, what is our collective outrage here that you saw Gwyneth Paltrow and she wasn't smiling? What is it? I mean, yeah, the people are ragging on her for the wrong shit. Like there is, yeah, no, of course, any human being would look a little disgusted if passing a passing car splashed water on them. But the fact- Even if it was clean water, even if it was like triple filtered water from like, like that was like the most hygienic water that's ever been watered in the history of water. And someone splashed it on me and I wasn't expecting it. I would be surprised and a little perturbed. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's normal. What is happening? It's normal. I mean, I think people should get mad at her for building a 14,000 square foot house and calling it eco-friendly, but not. I do too. And especially because she like, I'm sorry, she has a house in Montecito. Yeah. Well, I am. I I imagine they're selling it. I don't think that they're going to have two Montecito houses. Maybe they're, I mean, maybe they're turning into like flippers like Ellen and Portia. Yeah. They've got to find something else to do. Well, I think it's just like, yeah, they always, 
these people are always expanding. They're always oh, yeah. growing. They're always, you know. Because like it, it's so, I mean, I could see if you're extremely wealthy, you have none of the bad parts of moving, like none of the stresses because you can just hire everyone to do all the shitty parts. So all you have to do is like pick out things to build and like design and like have fun and then like get to live in a new house whenever you want. And it's like, it's like stress-free moving. So I can totally see how that becomes a hobby of yours when you're mega rich, but like to normal people, moving is one of the probably top five most stressful things that you do in your life. Yeah. That's what John told me the last time I moved your husband. He was like, oh. yeah, it's, people say it's like the most stressful thing that you can go through. It is really stressful, but like, it's not, I mean, it probably is even stressful if you're like super rich and you can like sort of pay people to do everything for you. But I think it depends I, on the person. Cause I think there are some people that like, you really do like to nest and you have your own space, but then there are other people who love to love to live in a new, you know, a new house every year or whatever. And I think for those people, you can outsource the shitty parts of moving and, and it is like, like Ellen and Portia or whatever, probably just Ellen. Cause Portia, I think just does what she's told, but she loves to like have a new insane mansion every single year. I don't know. Myself learning to love that. I could see. Yeah. But, I, I get, but I don't know. I feel like I love new stuff, new surroundings, but I have to live in my little hobble. Yeah. See, I, I would, I mean, I would love a bigger place. I would love a newer place, but I would, I mean, I would get used to it, but I just like my neighborhood so much. I would, it, it would be like a, you just have to get used to like a whole new routine and like go to different places and a different commute and like different grocery stores. It's just like, I, it's not worth it. No, not worth it. Well, that's why they're, they're keeping it local. They're staying in Montecito. That's true. They're probably just moving up the road. Yep. They'll be friends with Megan and Harry, Oprah, Ellen. Those are all the Montecito people I know. The whole crew. All right. Any other Gwyneth news? Well, there's one thing, but I guess it's like in my list. So we'll just save it for that. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, let's do it then. Aggie, what's your best of the week? Let's see what I picked. Oh, I like the little Tata Harper piece. Oh yeah, it was fun. To, you don't. I feel like you you see her name all the time, but you rarely see her face. So it's a good little update on how the yeah. old skin is doing. And I like to see that you know, kind of her money is where her mouth is because her skin looked absolutely flawless. I thought it is gorgeous skin. Obviously, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, and I don't want to ever comment on any woman's looks in any way. <laughs> but it does feel like it's not a hundred percent just the tinctures and the lotions that's going on there. That would be impossible. And there's no shame in that game. I mean, we all know that I just recently had my entire face resurface with lasers <laughs> and I do intend to keep going. Yeah. Which just get fillers, get that entire epidermis off. My, laser woman was like 
she told me to get Botox on my forehead, but my for I don't really have, I feel like fine about my forehead. I feel, I don't like my marionette lines and my <laughs> nasolabial folds. <laughs> marionette lines is like the creepiest expression. Yeah. And it should, it should freak you out. You should be scared. <laughs> Aggie, I really don't see marionette lines. I don't think you look like a marionette. I have nasolabial folds and they're deep. That's nasolabial. That's a, I mean, does so labia just means like any sort of fold? No idea, but I know that these are my nasolabial folds. It's like the, the line between your nose down to your mouth. Okay. And you want it, you don't want it to be, mine are, mine have always been pronounced like my entire adult life. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like a natural part of your face, yeah. but it's just getting more ugh, nasolabial hmm. folds, just really pronounced. And I would just like to fill them in a little bit. And I don't think there's anything, I think I should be allowed to. Of course you should. Uh, to just like get a Groupon, fill them in. What did, what did Tata say? I didn't like, I didn't read it that carefully. Oh, I didn't read it either. But she has like new products, like these like creamy ass looking products mm-hmm. that looked so cool. And I just like loved her face. I mean, like, I don't know. Sorry. That's, yeah. Sorry, I, you guys. It's a, it's a weird one. <laughs> it's yeah, just so Tata's face. I did see that she moved uh, from, cause she has her like Tata Harper factory slash compound in Vermont. And she yeah. moved down to Connecticut. Um, Can I just like move there and like work on her thing and then like sometimes work for her and then sometimes like work for Bernie Sanders. And that's my life. That I, sounds like, great. My time. Like I go to the Tata Harper factory for like a month and then I go to like Bernie Sanders house and I'm like his like caregiver. <laughs> like, his <laughs> I like help him. And then I like go back to Tata Harper and then I like go take care of Bernie and then like back and forth. Doesn't that would, sound nice? It does and sound then, great. And then sometimes I like go and take a class at Bennington College. I would and love I, to work on a cheat like a cheese farm in Vermont. That would I think be great. Both, I feel like we're we've got Vermont. I think we should just move there. I like I had a dream as a kid to move to Vermont. I was like obsessed with Vermont for when I was about I don't know, 12, 13. Why? I have no idea. I just like had it in my head that I wanted to live in Vermont. And I obviously like never lived on the East coast. I, and I like for like a year, I like researched this one town called Greensboro, Vermont that had like 600 people in it. And it was like my fantasy to like live in this tiny little town in Vermont. And then it never happened, but maybe it will someday. Do you still want to, have you been? I've been to Vermont. Yeah. Um, it's really pretty. I, I mean, it's gorgeous. Like I wouldn't be again. I mean, I sort of do. I would love, like when I'm older, love to live in a small town, like definitely. Um, but it's, I, I love all small towns. Like any, like when I was just away this week in Cayucas, I was like, oh, I want to move. Like anytime I go to a small town, I'm like, I want to move there. Like it's, everyone is sort of the same and everyone's great. I know. I get, I get obsessed with the idea of living in small towns when I visit them. Yeah. But I know I would probably go like completely batshit unless it was like the most amazing small town well you you want you want access to a city uh you want to live in a suburb basically yeah but that's like so charmless a suburb that's the thing is like i mean that's why people love 
I don't know, like the Hudson Valley or like Marin County or even like Palm Springs or Santa Barbara are like, they are small towns, but they're like not real small towns and they're close. I don't know. Is Santa Barbara a small town? No, it's like a city. No, not really. I guess Montecito is a small town, but Montecito is like the least typical small town in the country. No one is going to fucking live there. I mean, unless they're like Oprah, like yeah, no exactly. like, normal person is going to be like, oh, I just like moved to Montecito. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't think Montecito has the same issues affecting the other small towns in America. Um, I will say Tata Harper's makeup routine, which like, I know that's not the point. The point is like these fucking makeup, like whatever, like lotions and shit. She, I mean, she just, I mean, her moisturizer is like, there's a lot. I didn't, I skimmed it. So like, I might be missing some stuff she uses like a resurfacing mask at night whatever okay her makeup routine is like really cool and like aspirational wait she use a resurfacing she uses resurfacing a resurfacing mask in the morning is this what she's telling me i don't know there it's see from this like day like here's like my day of like how to do stuff there is a lot of Tata Harper product. I mean, just quite a bit. Sure, sure. No, the resurfacing mask is for night. She uses the oil cleanser and her resurfacing mask. And then in the bath, she uses another mask, a body oil, a goop body wash, and of course her dry brush. I mean, she's goddamn Tata Harper. She needs to, this is her life. Her Her skin is her life. She tones her shit. But then her makeup is like really fun to me. Like she uses like a liquid eyeshadow, which is so fun. She uses like a foundation stick, which I'm like a foundation. That's shocking. She's not as a minimal, like most of these women are very like minimalist makeup and she's she like yeah you said she's foundation. Like she's not a minimalist. Yeah. Yeah, like that there's even an eyeshadow and a foundation. I mean, that's something beyond just like a primer and a concealer or something. And she wears like a eyeliner. She's old every school. day. I mean, you know, she's like a little bit. She's a little fun. Yeah, she. I mean, she is. She does look more Connecticut than Vermont. She's no. She's no Jane Sanders. Well, we knew that, but yeah. she's not. Um, she she keeps it tight and she sure. wears makeup and she wears a lot of her own products according to herself. And I believe it. Cause wouldn't you, if you were her, I mean, yeah, you could just use all the free Tata Harper that you want. You are Tata Harper. You literally are. Yeah. Your name's on the bottle. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, that was my best. I like enjoyed it. I just like, like looking at all the products and her sure, sure. I use this and I use that and just like, and I do think that these like new, like light green ones are like a new i think they're new the new line of yeah did you see light green ones oh yeah 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 because it's well whatever i don't know anyway that was my best tata harper always gonna be cool my best was the article about yoga um oh yeah it was called Deepening and Undoing Our Relationship with Yoga Poses by uh, Jessamine Stanley, who we've talked about 
I think a long time ago on Goop when her last book was coming out. Mm-hmm. And now she has a new book called Yoke, My Yoga of Self-Acceptance. And she is a yoga influencer, but she's like not, you know, the typical skinny white woman. She's fat. She's black. She has, uh, you know, different relationship to yoga than the typical yoga person. And, um, it was, she just, I, I've never read either of her books, but like, I, now I want to, and like, she just seems like a really, um, fascinating writer with a interesting point of view. And I love yoga and I would love to read her book. What was the piece about? Um, so this new book is it's essays and it says that she dives deeper into issues of race, capitalism, self-love and sexuality through the lens of yoga practice. And um, she talks about, I guess, like she started doing yoga when she was depressed and she felt really self-conscious in class because she was usually like the only black woman in the class and the only fat woman in the class. And so she, you know, was self-conscious and she had, it took a while to, um, for her own sort of acceptance of, of like her yoga journey and to the end sort of the, the synthesis of like the physical poses with breath and then with the spiritual element of yoga, which she was like ambivalent about diving into because there is that element of like appropriation of South Asian culture. And all this is like, I mean, some people may, you know, roll their eyes, it's like whatever, but, um, she, I, I, I am, I still feel like, even though like I do yoga pretty much every day, I'm st- I still, am like a complete novice. And so I always want to learn more. And, um, and even though like, I don't obviously have this, you know, I'm like a able-bodied white man who's not, you know, like, rel- you know, who's has a relatively like socially acceptable body or whatever, but I understood the element of um just being like very insecure when you're watching all these like people who know how to do everything in a yoga class and you just feel like a total like klutz I don't know oh yeah I mean like it's definitely embarrassing to like be the only person like to be like the fattest person in your yeah and you're like oh my god because you're like comparing to everybody else and you're like everybody I know that everybody's like looking at me and thinking like she at least I'm better than her. Sure. Uh, and let's see what else she, Oh, she says like, accept that your, your body is always going to change and that, um, she, she likens aging to like ripening like a cheese or a wine, which I mean is a little, it seems a, a little, um, like it's not as simple as that. But eventually the cheese and the wine will both go bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's an end point once it's ripe and it's overripe and then it's rotten. <laughs> totally. Uh and then she says, like, it's okay to be obsessed with the poses. And like that's how most people get into yoga is through like the physical element of it. And like um what is great about being obsessed with the poses is then you don't really have time to think of anything else. So you, you like, you can just focus on the physical stuff. And if you are a person who is like usually not comfortable in your body, um, yoga is like a great, a great tool to, to, uh, to get in touch with your body. Um, and even like, and so it's, I think it's, 
I'm so, I'm just so glad that someone like her exists. And like, I really hope that because of her success and her like eloquence that, um, people that look like her will, uh, be able to get into yoga. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It's really cool. And it's good. Good for you for like, not just like sticking to like, totally. women, like when it's Paltrow talking about this shit. Yeah. And she really, I mean, she is on goop. So like, she's, you know, she's trying to sell a book, blah, blah, blah. There's no, you know, no ethical consumption <laughs> under capitalism. Like no one's perfect, but she doesn't, she really does seem to like, uh, be like the real deal. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, she's been around for a while and like, yeah. she's pretty cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. All right. What was your worst? Just like simply the phrase desert Island vibrators. Oh God. God. Need our desert island vibrator and more wellness gem. Their desert island vibrator is this fucking vibrator that they've been pushing. The goop wellness, I guess, like they made it the double sided one vibrator. And like, I don't care. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I, I'm going to just go ahead and say this and call me, you know, trad, call me whatever you want. I don't want goop selling vibrators. Okay. I think I've made it clear that I'm uncomfortable with it in general in the past, but like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I, I don't like seeing vibrators on this fucking website. It makes me feel like I'm doing something dirty when I'm just trying to like, look at lip gloss. And I know maybe that's just like really prudish of me. Maybe I need to investigate it, but this is my list. And that's where I put it on my list. I understand where you're coming from. I think because these vibrators obviously are like marketed towards women. I can just sort of like tune out if there was, if there was like a gay version of goop where I had to constantly read about like I don't know, butt plugs and like lube all day, I would feel the same way as you, I think. But when you're just trying to read about like, I don't know, like psychology or yoga or like a recipe or something. And it's like, what? What? It's part of our body. Like it's part of wellness and it's part of our whole lifestyle. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's wellness just as much as anything else on this fucking like godforsaken website is wellness. Fucking world is wellness. Mm-hmm. Like, to give me a fucking break. I mean, I guess like anything relating to your body in any way they want to cover it. Yeah. I mean, they talk about shit. They talk they, about. I've never. They don't really talk about puke. Where's <laughs> puke, like vomit article? What about that? That's the that's the last frontier of uh of wellness. What regurgitating your own puke or like re or just like how to make puking less stressful. What next week is gonna happen? Like nobody likes to puke, yeah. but sometimes you do. Here are 10 ways to, you know, fucking put a diffuser in your bathroom <laughs> when you puke. It's okay. Like at what point, like, can I have a line? Can I have a line somewhere? There is and no I, line. Like Like the idea, like just like the phrase desert island vibrator makes me nauseous. Like it just sounds a dry, like sandy vibrator, like sorry. Like a dry, sandy vibrator, like trying to like 
grind on my like the literally the most sensitive part of my entire body and I'm just getting like sanded down like yeah. that's what it sounds like to me because I mean I, I should hope if you're on a desert island you're probably not thinking about a vibrator you're thinking about survival but your desert island island vibrator would probably be like a piece of driftwood or like a, a tree trunk a tree, yeah yeah and it's just like I don't, I don't know, know. I feel like my desert island vibrator would just be like whoever I got stranded with after a certain period of time like after you wait long enough and everybody turns into a vibrator exactly yeah but they might I mean they must be making money like this is this seems like a real avenue that like profitable avenue for them because they are adding vibrators they are, they have, you know, the firefighter, the tennis pro they're, you know, they're making their own now. Like this is a real area. It feels of, so phony to me. It feels like they're trying to be like bad be like a little bad. Sure. But, but maybe they're actually making money doing it. I don't know. To me in my head, I'm like, oh, this is such bullshit. Like no one is buying this fucking stupid dupe vibrator, but they just like that they have it. I sort of think people are because it's the one, it's one thing that like, I think maybe a lot of women are more comfortable buying online and mm -hmm. like I could see like, I don't know, makeup or uh, lotion or whatever. There's a million places to go and buy them. But like, unless you're going to a sex shop or I don't even know where else, like goop does seem like a, one of the big, like if someone, if a woman, a random woman on the street said, help, I need a vibrator. And I, I would just say, Oh, go to goop. Probably because I don't know any better. I mean, there are places to buy vibrators besides Goop online. Sure. Including Amazon. <laughs> oh, God. But see, but also, the, I could see that's like, seems really like, I mean, I, you know, whatever you think of toxic products or plastic, a vibrator does seem like something you'd want to maybe not have, like, not be like. Yeah, like, like there are all these like things you like have to get. So it's not like toxic. I don't remember what they are, but like there's like all this shit you're supposed to like they're like all like oh it's made out of like silica i guess it's like silicone i don't know they're like made of all this shit yeah but like you also like there just are places like there are places to buy vibrators besides goop i do think that there are some people who might feel more comfortable who like maybe have never purchased a vibrator before and feel like embarrassed about it and the idea of getting it from like a nice place that you have that's you know what i mean yeah like, that's not necessarily known as like a sex shop that's like, like just like normalizing getting yeah, a vibrator yeah. yeah but uh i know i think i unfortunately for you i don't think this is you're seeing the end of this i think this is only the beginning of goop. No, i'm just like a fucking prude and i can't take it <laughs> whatever that's my worst what's yours and Mine? just don't call it just don't call it your desert island but i mean it's like yeah well, i don't know anyway sorry go on what's no. oh mine is this this new guy i really don't have the energy to learn one more of these assholes names and this is a new person mamoon ganum phd and he's hawking this thing so we all know what a microbiome is but he yeah. has invented a term called the mycobiome, M-Y-C-O, which basically means the like microbiome is bacteria, mycobiome is fungus. 
And so now you have to worry about your fucking probiotics. If your probiotics have this have fungus in them and he's going to sell them to you for 80 bucks or whatever. He can go fuck himself. I can't deal with it. So he is a professor. He's not a doctor. He's not an MD. He's a professor and the director of the center for medical mycology at case Western reserve university. Have you heard of case Western reserve university? No, me neither. And he and his son co-founded this company called Biome, spelled B-I-O-H-M, which is a research and data-driven company that also makes probiotics and is on Goop. So I say, let's ignore it. I don't want to fucking hear about the fungus in my microbiome. I don't need another fucking thing to have to deal with. Mm -mm. I don't. I don't care. I just don't care. I'm at the end of my rope here with this thing. And he, I, I think, and you know what else I'm going to say? I'm just going to say you are going to fail because I really think society in general has reached the end point of their capacity to learn about these fucking body things that no one, that is, that are probably not even real. I do think that society is over this. Like, I feel like honestly, like now that we have COVID, like people are either fully like normal and like believe like the normal stuff about COVID like COVID is real COVID like spreads through like person to person contact like there's a vaccine that will like make you like less likely to contract COVID by like whatever percentage okay great then there are people who have like their wild beliefs about COVID and like that COVID doesn't exist or like whatever their conspiracy theories are about it. And those conspiracy theories like go into so, so many different directions and like have so much complexity to them that I just don't think, I think that like the people who like are normal about COVID, a lot of them are like believe science brain now where they're Mm -hmm. just like, like if Dr. Fauci doesn't like personally tell them something is true, they like don't believe it. But, yeah. So they're they're gonna like automatically like knee jerk reject this shit, which is good. I do too. Sure. But but I just think I do it in a less annoying way. And then they're and then like the crazy people are like so up their ass about COVID, like they simply don't have time to talk about this macro biome. Or yeah, that's true. Like they're all the people that normally would be into this stuff are either they've passed away because they got COVID or they're like still obsessed with, you know, 5g and, um, you know, vaccines in the water and all this stuff. So they, they don't have any room for, for microbiome. They don't have time for this. I mean, they think that there's a, they think the government is doling out a vaccine that will turn you into a magnet. Like (laughs) they don't care about this biome shit. Like they're busy right now. And honestly, now I think long-term for goop, this is a problem. And I think maybe this is actually also connected to why they're making so many vibrators because they see that they, that there is a logical endpoint to this alternative medicine shit. And we reached it when we actually had an actual medical emergency in this country. Right. Like, like all this stuff, like if this was five years ago, I could see, you know, 10 think pieces on, oh, microbiome. Do we need to like have, you know, fungus in our diets every day? Blah, blah, blah. And like and people could like debate no it. One- now it's like, no, there's no, no debate. No, either it's just 
it's it's just a solid no. Yeah, there's just a wall it's up, no. and we're saying no. Yeah. The end. The end. Sorry, you Sorry. and your son trying to scam the, the world. Like, I mean, maybe go on fucking, I don't know, Alex Jones or whatever. But yeah, these people don't even care. No one cares. No, they don't care. <sighs> All right. What's your craziest? My, I don't know what it is. I really don't understand it. I sent it to you and I said, what the fuck is this? Oh. You never wrote back. I, I, forgot, I, I you know, it's, I read the thing and then I, I saw it on, cause you sent it to me on Twitter, which I don't normally like converse with people on Twitter. So then I just forgot that you sent it. Yeah. It's fine. I forgot that I sent it to you until we started to do this, but okay. So there's a thing called BitClout, which is an open source social media platform with the main premise being the valuation of content and users. I don't know what it is. It's got something to do with cryptocurrency. There is a picture of Elon Musk that pops up if you Google it. I don't know if he has anything to do with it. And I frankly don't care. But I am looking at a picture of him. And that's like about all I can say. Anyway, Gwyneth herself tweeted like i'm so excited for my bit clout or something and then it was just like this like really disgusting looking whatever like bit clout profile for at gwyneth paltrow it's right now valued at a like twenty four hundred dollars a little more so 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 this this seemed so out of character for her and she hasn't deleted the tweet this is real i don't think yeah it's real it's from her it's fucking from her. verified ass account saying just setting up my bit cloud and then she did the diamond hands thing from the stonks she did like a diamond and a hand emoji which that's from gamestop this is so strange and so and out of character all of the comments on it are like people doing like to the moon and like that whole thing. Like they're doing like the rocket ships. I mean, so she's, they, she's really getting into cryptocurrency. And so is, I'm sorry, I'm so stupid. Is BitClout the same as Bitcoin or this is a different cryptocurrency that has nothing it's to do with Bitcoin? Not, it is not Bitcoin at all. Bitcoin is like, it's Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. This kind of looks to me like what is the new thing where there's like art that you buy but it's oh, like nfts yeah this seems like it's like a new nft or something <sighs> it's a bit cloud i don't know what it is i mean honestly given gwyneth's track record i really do think we need to give more thought to but this i don't cause... even know if we can invest i don't know what it, i don't understand what it is like well, i don't know like i would love to throw five ten you know thousand dollars at it but i don't know what it is well i mean we'll have to do some research because i mean i i say this is out of character for her and yet i it's not out of character for her she's always been on the vanguard of she's a tech wizard she is a tech wizard so there's a lot of things that i don't i don't know i i think we're this is crazy and i agree with you this is definitely the craziest thing that's happened in the Gooperverse this week. And yet I really think we need to not take our eyes off the ball. If you set up a bit clout, you might get $11. Ooh. 
from in bit clout from at gift clout i mean i am like actually i have a perfect record with my investment investments i've never yeah, been wrong. You really good you have really good investments it's a uh, new social network where all people have a coin price attached to their name oh, it's a social network it's a social network where everybody has like a fine has value. Like, Oh, finance. that's horrifying. That is literally they're, that Bryce Dallas Howard episode of um, what's it their called? coin price is affected by the combination of their popularity in real life, along with their content and engagement on the platform, along with the benefits they offer to their coin holders. It's like a combination of like Twitter and Patreon and just like putting money onto the value that you give. So you're, you're betting on, you're you're investing money in celebrities and seeing who has the most bit clout is that it's real money that you're investing yeah it's like bitcoin it's oh like my God. it's like yeah it's real money it's like but then i feel like gwyneth should be higher why is hers only like two thousand dollars like i feel like we have this in real life and it's just called like your bank account <laughs> yeah but i could see how if you know instead of investing in companies you invest in celebrities and then you make money if the celebrity gets more popular. I mean, it's dystopian, but I, I, I think I'm beginning to understand what it is. I just don't but like really regular know. people can do it too. But if well, regular people Twitter. Well, but like regular people get popular on like Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they're thinking like, Oh, we'll get popular on who's this. the next Yashar Ali of BitCloud. Yeah. You want to be the Yashar Ali. Of, exactly. Because it's definitely gonna be like a breeding ground for like narcissists and sociopaths and liars yep just like every other social media platform right but this one you can get like two thousand bucks or something i don't understand what it is and i don't know why she has one and if and i don't understand why hers is only valued at like two thousand bucks well what is this in comparison to or who are the other people that are I don't know. I've yeah, never okay. seen it before. I've never yeah. heard of it before. So we need to. Do I don't it. know what the hell it is. The guy who started it, it looks like his is only like three thousand, and it's like his thing. So it could just be like she must be an er an early investor in this thing. I mean, she has a lot of weirdo friends. Like she, uh, she endorsed that um, mayoral candidate from from New York, that like just completely bombed and like didn't andrew even yang no not andrew yang someone that is even less than andrew yang let's i see. know i know you know um let's see i because i i thought it was uh i'm looking it up but it was someone that like only it was like her and jay-z endorsed and then um and then he did nothing it's not Eric Adams. It's not Andrew Yang. It's not Maya Wiley. Ray McGuire. Ray McGuire was her candidate. Okay. So I think like this could be a Ray McGuire situation where she endorses something and then we never hear of it again. It but maybe not. Really weird. Well, we'll keep an eye out because yeah, this is, it, it 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 seems very strange. It's fucked up. Um, okay, my craziest. This is just Goop trying to gaslight uh, gaslight us. What else is new? So they had this like best of beauty roundup where they're you know it's just all their beauty products or whatever. Yeah. And they have a this smells like my vagina roll on like perfume. Okay. Which whatever fine, but then it says before it was a famous candle, 
the sophisticated sexy floral was born as a perfume. No. And I'm like, no, it, no, there was no, this smells like my vagina before the candle. The candle was the thing. I mean, I don't remember this and I feel like I would know, but like, I do feel gaslit. Maybe the scent existed at some point. Heretic already like had invented the scent, but they definitely were not calling it. This smells like my vagina before the candle. Like, no, no I don't think so. So it's like what I, I was just like, I've, I'm too encyclopedic in my knowledge of goop history to fall for this. And now I think because of these lawsuits and the candles are exploding, they're like, oh, we just need to like have something that doesn't explode. <laughs> and yeah, they're making it seem like, oh, it's been like this all along. It was always just a perfume. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. No. And I know that. And I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be taken for a fool. No. And what is, I, have you ever, I've never, I'm, maybe I'm dumb. I've never even heard of a roll-on uh, perfume. It's like a deodorant, but perfume? It's like a little, it's got like a little roller ball in it. I mean, it makes sense. I, I like, it seems, actually, it seems like a good idea. I just, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not, you know, I don't live They've in the world of sense. No, I, I, I don't Okay. It's like got a little ball. It, it is like the deodorant, but like, you know, smaller, smaller. But and the deodorant is usually, I feel like it's usually like a metal ball, not like the plastic. Oh. But yeah, to say before it was a famous candle, the sophisticated sexy floral was born as a perfume, I do not know. Yeah. I mean, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. Yeah. All right. What would you try? I feel like I've actually said this before. So I'm sorry if you feel like this isn't, you're getting, you're not getting like the greatest of all goop yourselves today but I really do think that the scalp care is like pretty cool and I do want the like Tata Harper's fucking like scalp care routine mm. I want to start using one of these like massaging brusher brushes and like I really want to start using this the like jade combs that they have to like really get into your scalp. And I want to use this $30 hairbrush that looks like a terrifying bug. That sounds amazing. Like scalp, when you really do like a scalp massage or really get in there, it feels so good. I love it. Yeah, the I agree. Things that you like put on your head. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those like little wiry things you put on your head. No. Oh, they have these like wire things you like with a handle and it'll have like a bunch of like little like prongs on it and you push it over your scalp and oh. it like massages your head. That sounds great. They're really cheap. They're really good. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just one more thing to do in the shower, but. I always want more stuff to do in the shower. You know, I haven't even been using, the problem with my dry brush is because it's supposed to be dry. It's never become part of my shower routine. Just and then the now I just never use it because it's like not even I should I guess I should put it in the bathroom so I see it before I take a shower. Yeah, I got a special hook for mine. Because I have and mine I in my bedroom that. closet and it's just like I'm never gonna so you're it. never gonna take it out. No, no, no. You should keep yeah. it in your bathroom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's a bathroom thing. All right. I'm gonna make a make an arrangement. <laughs> Do some remodeling. Yeah. Um my try. Instagram, simple, classic, cucumber vodka Collins. Yeah, that looked so good. I Well, now I don't do my CSA anymore, but when I did, I would always get cucumbers and like 
never do anything with them. And I probably still wouldn't if I got a cucumber in the mail, like I used to, but if I actually made the effort, this sounds great to like muddle a cucumber, mint, lemon, vodka, a little bit of monk fruit, which they say you can also use agave, whatever. Just use like any sweetener. Any sweetener yeah. Um, it sounds so refreshing. It really does. It looks really good. I would like this. Especially, you know, now that it's getting hot. Oh God. I, I, if anyone's listening right now that is in the Pacific Northwest, let me just say, I'm thinking about you. It's like 115 degrees right now in Seattle and Portland. I know it's, it's so wild. Isn't horrifying. It? Oh my God. Yeah. Please stay safe. Oh, and if you can make a cucumber vodka Collins for yourself, you deserve it. Um, what, what would you buy? Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong listeners, but I think that RMS beauty has new shades of the lip to cheek pot of whatever. I do like these lip and cheek, like creamy things. I love creamy makeup. Like I like a creamy liquid eyeshadow and I love these like lip and cheek tints. I love using one thing on my lip and my cheeks. I don't know why it makes me feel extraordinarily French to like open up like a little pot and just like put a little on my lip and then put the same thing on my cheek and be like, oh, voila, I am done. Like I just Mm -hmm. feel French when I do it. Do French women do it? I don't know. Do they do it in my imagination? Obviously, yes. It looks to me like they have like really brought some more shades out. There's like, I don't know. There's like a darker, like a mauve one, a pale pink. There's like a coral thing, a couple of like blushy beige things, a nice, like a real red and like another mauve thing. I don't know. There's just like, there are different colors. It looks, I in my opinion, imagination they have like two colors of this if i'm right great if i'm wrong i'm wrong but either way i think i'll get i think if i was gonna buy one thing this week from goop it would be like a little pot of like lip and cheek color in one i mean now you gotta have shades for everyone you can't just do is this this have to do with people's skin tone i'm sorry everyone knows i'm so stupid about makeup is this this is related to your skin tone i don't know i mean i maybe probably i mean like there are like darker like there are like darker shades and just more like complex shades for like different skin tones i guess i i really don't know i mean there isn't like a press release like we're sorry and like we're gonna (laughs) now rms beauty inclusive (laughs) I mean, I really have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what any of these, like who would wear any of these and for what reasons I only know myself. I see. Um, But uh, it doesn't look like this is some sort of like thing. That's like, this doesn't look like something that's like happening and like needs to be discussed. Sure. Sure. Like looks like they expanded it a little bit. Um, I could be wrong. Well, what I would buy is a beach blanket because I never really had a beach blanket. I've always just bought a beach towel to the beach. But when we were at our little beach house in Cayucas, the lady that owned it had a beach blanket. And I feel like 
this is the only way to go to the beach. I don't know why I didn't have a beach blanket. I love a beach blanket. I love a bath blanket, which is just a very mm. large bath towel. I like big shit to get wrapped up in. That's for sure. I mean, this is, I think it's, I guess you could wrap yourself in that. I feel like this is more just like to be on the sand to like, to like a picnic blanket. Yeah. Blanket. I like coverage. I like, yeah. I like protection. So Goop mm-hmm. has, they sold two, they have two different ones that they were selling. Uh, one is a company called business and pleasure. It's like a striped one, $99. And the other one is an oversized muslin throw, which is $95. So they're both about the same, but they're, but they're big and they'll last forever. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was just, was, it was so nice to not, if I didn't want to not like get super Sandy. Yeah. It's just like a no brainer. I've been going to the beach for almost 40 years and I'm not, I, I was just like, what is wrong with me? <sighs> but yeah, Your that purchase. is what I would buy. That sounds like a good purchase. I think so. Yeah. Cause I have my beach umbrella, my Tommy Bahama beach umbrella that I keep in my trunk and I could just throw the blanket in there and it will never leave my trunk and I'll always have it whenever I need it. Sounds good. Guys, we've come to the end. I think both Aggie and I can say our brains have turned to mush. Yeah, I'm totally, I feel really out of it. But hopefully that, hopefully this wasn't like the worst podcast you've ever heard. No, I mean, I think, you know, we're just doing a little later and uh, we're a little less lucid, but hopefully we still have all the sparkling charm and intellect you come to expect from Goop Yourself. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. We love you. Uh, sorry, this one came out a little bit late, but next week we'll be back on our normal schedule. We'll talk to you on Friday and yeah. Happy 4th of July next week, I guess. All right. Okay. Next week. Okay. Happy 4th of July, uh, or whatever. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.